ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Flannery looks to find Heyman and does so. Michelle Heyman one-on-one with the keeper. There's the 100. Michelle Heyman equalises for Canberra. That's Michelle Heyman becoming the first woman to score 100 goals in the A-Legs women. She's in flying form. Such good form, in fact, that Matilda's coach, Tony Gustafsson, has brought her out of international retirement and back into the squad. Heyman is part of the 23-player squad that will take on Uzbekistan in the Olympic qualifiers later this month. How did the 35-year-old turn her form around after taking a break from the game? And what can we expect from her as she comes in for the injured Sam Kerr? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Sam Lewis writes football for the ABC. And Sam, we have our squad for the Matildas Olympic qualifiers against Uzbekistan. Most of the familiar faces are there. We've got Steph Catley, Mary Fowler, Caitlin Ford. But there's one player I'm not sure I expected to see in this squad, mostly because she'd retired from international football, and that's Michelle Heyman. Were you surprised to see her named in this squad? Look, I was and I wasn't. I was surprised because, as you said, she had technically retired from the national team and I don't think anyone really had any guesses that she was putting herself up for selection again. You know, we'd seen her obviously in ripping form for Canberra United. She's currently the the golden boot leader. She scored a famous 100 goals just a couple of weeks ago. She's like an icon in terms of Australian football. Well, in 2008, she was a youngster with a dream riding the wave of the first season of this competition and now she has conquered it. Michelle Heyman, take a bow. In terms of the national team, yeah, she was kind of on the periphery for a lot of people. So the fact that she's been called up is amazing. On the other hand, I'm kind of not surprised because, again, she is in really great form despite being 35 years old. Um, She's playing (laughs) some of the best football of her career. And we can't ignore the context that she's coming into, which is that the Matildas are now missing a striker. They are missing Sam Kerr with that ACL injury for at least the next nine to 12 months. And so this is the start of trying to plug that extremely large gap and trying to find who is going to be the out and out number nine for the Matildas for the next year. Heyman's going to get on the end of this and finish for the Matildas. Michelle Heyman on target again. As you touch on, she had announced her international retirement in 2019. She took some time away from the game in that period as well. So how did the retirement come about and how has the resurgence happened? Yeah, it was a combination of different things. So Michelle Heyman last represented the Matildas at the 2018 Asian Cup, but she didn't make uh, any appearances. She didn't play any minutes during that tournament. Uh, She wasn't selected for the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And later that year, she announced her international retirement. It was a, a, a couple of different things. One is that she had suffered a series of injuries that she was really struggling to recover from. It seemed to just be a domino effect of injury after injury after injury, and she just couldn't quite get herself right. But then she came out in an interview um, later on to say that she'd had quite a big falling out with the coaching staff at the time um, and didn't really feel like she belonged in in that setup anymore. So she basically self unselected and stepped away from the team. 
that was a, a real shame, to be honest, to see her and what we thought was going to be her Matilda's career in that kind of fashion. So I'm really thrilled for her that she has been given this second opportunity to come back and to hopefully end her Matilda's career on a high note. Yeah, I would love to be a part of it. Think I'm going to be a little bit too old, but hey, <laughs> I'll be there cheering the girls on. So very excited for it. Tony Gustafson has said that he's kept an eye on Michelle Heyman for a long time. Well, the uh, first time I met her personally was when we were in Canberra. She came and visited us uh, at the hotel when we had the game over there a while ago. Phenomenal energy. Um, and then obviously I watch her play uh, plenty of time. It's fabulous that she's been rewarded for her hard work and for her form and that she feels comfortable enough to come back to the Matildas when she's been asked to as well. This return is full of all the feel-goods. It's 35-year-old coming out of retirement, making an international return. It's the stuff of dreams. But as you touch on, we can't ignore the fact that she's coming into this squad for the one and only Sam Kerr, who is missing a chunk of football after that ACL injury. So many fans will be wondering how Heyman will go replacing Kerr. What can we expect from her game? Michelle Heyman is a classic centre-forward. In the meantime, Heyman's breaking, trying to peg one back here for Canberra! Michelle Heyman, not to be denied, it's game on. People who have watched football for a long time will kind of know what I mean when I say that. She is very tall, she's very strong, she's quick. She's quite different to Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr is a sort of a winger turned centre forward. So she runs a lot, she defends from the front. She's sort of got so many different kinds of tools to her belt that it's hard to put her into one particular box. <laughs> but Michelle Heyman, it really is a sort of a classic traditional centre forward. She's a goal poacher, she's a finisher. She uh, is able to play with her back to goal. She's really good in the air, five foot 11. She's very strong. She reads the game really well. She can breakthrough lines. She does all the things that you would really want a centre forward to be able to do. She has scored those goals her whole career. Two-time Julie Dolan medalist, two-time Golden Boot winner. And she'll be looking for another here because she'll want to elevate her side to three points. Here goes Milivojevic. Heyman! Oh, she's done it again! Michelle Heyman with a quick fire double. She puts her side in the lead. Whether she can do it at the current international speed after being out of international football for a number of years is going to be the big challenge. Coming up against Uzbekistan in this two-game Olympic qualifying playoff I think will be a good entry point for her to really see if she's up to, to the speed and the tempo that international football now requires. But I think, you know, going off what Tony Gustafsson, the head coach, said about Michelle Heyman in the press conference, she fits the kind of profile that they are really wanting for this window. We also feel playing this type of qualifiers when we think we're going to play against a very, very well organized Uzbekistan. It's going to be difficult to get in behind. We need an in and out pure nine in the box that needs half a chance to score. And that's Michelle, the form she's playing with right now. So I'm really happy for her because she have pushed herself back into this team by her performances. And so they need to have a variety of different attacking weapons to try and break down that defensive wall. And Michelle Heyman, as we've seen in the A-League women's, is very good at a particular kind of breaking down of a wall in combination with lots of different players and lots of different profiles around her. So I think it's a, it's a real testament to the coaching staff of being able to select a player who is a little bit different from what we are used to, but hopefully is going to be a point of difference and an important influence when it comes to this Uzbekistan window. Do you see her getting minutes or do you think she'll spend more time on the bench? 
Well, based on Gustafsson's comments yesterday, yeah, I think she will see some minutes against Uzbekistan, either in the first or the second game, or maybe in both. Um, he was really complimentary of her abilities um, and of the. He could already kind of envision the way that she fits into the the larger team and the style and the system that they're wanting to use. So yeah, I, I think that if she's able to perform well in the in the training camp in the the lead up to the first game on the twenty fourth of February. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets the minutes, maybe not from the very beginning, but coming on as a, a super sub, maybe on the 60th minute, just to see if she's able to come on and, and change the game if required. Yeah, it would be fabulous to see her do that. And I think that she'll do very well. Great energy over the top. Michelle Heyman, there's 102 and there's 90 for Canberra United. Sam, you don't see this kind of thing in other sports very often. Older players coming out of retirement, getting international games, you know, at age 35, you don't even really get it in men's football. But the Chilies keep plucking these older players out of retirement and bring out their best football. What is it about this team and in particular women's football that's able to do this? It's a great question. You know, Michelle Heyman isn't the only player who's kind of been recalled from the wilderness um, by the Matildas. I feel like I'm 21 again. <laughs> it's, it's a great feeling. It's been six years since I've put on the green and gold and represented my country. And for myself to get this call up, it's changed my life. Um, like I said, I feel like a, a kid again. And I just can't wait to be back. Ivy Lewick is another one who has been performing so brilliantly for BK Harkin over in Europe to the point where you know, she's playing Champions League and she's starting week in, week out for this side that's just made the quarterfinals in that competition and is complimented by coaches and pundits alike. And she is in her late 30s, I think now. Lydia Williams, you know, we've got Claire Polkinghorne, we've got a number of older players who... You know, there were times in their careers where you thought that they were starting to fizzle out, but they've managed to find something else. They've managed to find something within them. They've managed to make the right move at club level and really discovered a, a new chapter in terms of their careers and, and um, developing their longevity. I think a part of it is that women's football more generally at club level is really evolving. Players are given so much more support now. They're able to be full-time athletes when, you know, some of these players, Heyman, Lewick, when they first started at the, at the national team level, that wasn't even a possibility. They weren't paid full-time to be footballers. They had to have second jobs. They hardly had the staff members around them to help them continue to perform at, at a high level. But now for both club and country, they're in really supported setups. They've got physios and doctors and mental health professionals and being given diet plans and they have all the right sort of structures around them to ensure that they are able to maximise themselves and, and the opportunities that, that they've got. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's great because football and, and being a, an athlete in general, it's not a linear process. Some players blossom late. Some players ebb and flow. They have dips in form and then they come back a couple of years later and are absolutely stellar. I want to be very clear on this one. I think we should be excited about players that extend their career. So for me, it's just being as excited about a 17-year-old that has a debutant coming through as it is for a professional at 35 like Michelle to play one of the best football she's ever played at that age. It's impressive. I think the fact that women's football and in particular the Matildas are open to that non-linear process is a real testament to the culture that they've got there and to the staff who are very conscious of the fact that players sometimes develop at different stages and in different ways and ensuring that they're rewarded for that is really important because it gives everyone an incentive to continue to grow. 
Sam, I want to quickly look at the rest of the squad more broadly. Obviously, this is a surprise inclusion, but there are a couple of surprise exclusions. No Courtney Nevin, no Alex Chidiak. Why have these two been left out of this squad? Yeah, look, I think uh, Courtney Nevin and Alex Chidiak, they have both been playing for their clubs. They've been playing well. But at the moment, I think there are just some players who've been called into this squad who are doing what they do just a little bit better than what they can. That was one of the toughest phone calls, to be honest. What I did say to Shids, though, is that I'm really happy that she's in a club now that values her qualities and she gets to play in a pure 10 role, a linking player. We're still going to keep an eye on her. But in terms of this selection for this roster, the play types and the performances, if you look at the number 10s that we have selected, we've selected players that we think is more beneficial for us this specific window. Now, both of those players have been given quite a number of opportunities with the Matildas over the past year. And maybe Gustafsson and his coaching staff haven't quite been as impressed as they wanted to with those opportunities. And so they have reached out to others. You know, As part of this inclusion window, we've also seen Caitlin Torpy, the 22-year-old, well, former player for Melbourne City, who's just secured a move to the NWSL with San Diego Wave alongside Emily Van Egmond, and also Alex Morgan from the US Women's National Team. It's such a testament to Torpy's rise over the past year or two, not just with Melbourne City, but also with the, the under-23s team, which is a, an important development platform for these players. And also seeing Chloe Legazzo being recalled as well after injuring her knee doing her ACL a couple of years ago and now returning to really great form with Western United here in the A-League women. So there are players who it's a giving Gustafson a headache. You know, there are lots of players competing for lots of spots. And the, you know, the whole point of the Matildas current collective bargaining agreement is that they've moved to a more incentivizing kind of platform where each player is basically given an opportunity to come into a window and be given match payments rather than a sort of a longer term contract. So there's more and more cherries to, to reward players who are performing well within particular frames of time. And over the last two months, it seems like Torpy and Legazzo have been just performing better than Chidiak and, and Nevin. And, and that's great because it hopefully means that the players who aren't selected are going to work even harder to try and get back into the next window, which is what you want because ultimately it improves them and it's going to improve the whole team. Sam Lewis, bring on the qualifiers, I say. Thanks so much for your time. Bring it on. Thank you. Headlines. Staying with football for a moment and we have our first finalist in the Asian Cup with Jordan stunning South Korea 2-0 in their semi-final. They'll face either Iran or reigning champs Qatar in Sunday morning's final. We are less than a month from the NRL taking over Vegas, but according to reports from News Corp, there are 12 people who have been summoned for formal interviews with US embassy officials in an effort to gain visas. The Broncos received the good news that Payne Haas has been cleared for takeoff, but are still sweating on Reese Walsh's eligibility to enter the US due to having pled guilty to possessing cocaine in 2021. Set off. Reese Walsh is sent from the field. Cricket and Ricky Ponting has been announced as the new coach of the Washington Freedom. The former Australian skipper has signed with the Major League Cricket team for two seasons, the first of which starts in July. Cricket continues its push into the US market with the T20 World Cup set to be hosted there in June. Go the Freedoms, I guess. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to Football Australia, A-League Women's and Paramount Plus for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.